0: Welcome to the Cozy Mystery Book Club Podcast. I'm your creator and hostess, Angela Maria Hart. I'm probably better known as at writeryhart over on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and books are my heart over on YouTube. Hart spelled H-A-R-T. However, I am probably best known as the one behind the Cozy Mystery Book Club, YouTube's first Cozy Mystery Book Club. Sleuthing as a family since 2017. If you would like more information about the book club, please visit thecozymysterybookclub.com. There you will find the complete backlist of all of the previous book club titles, links to every social media platform, all sorts of freebies and extras, as well as information about previous and current buddy reads, the direct link to sign up for the email newsletter, and so much more. I've worked really hard to make that website a resource for everything pertaining to the book club. Today's episode of the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast features our previous YouTube live stream discussion of Pride, Prejudice, and Poison by Elizabeth Blake, book one in the Jane Austen Society mystery series. For our discussion of Pride, Prejudice, and Poison, I was joined by longtime book club member and returning guest host, Ben aka at Botany and Books. I hope you enjoy our January 2024 book club discussion about Pride, Prejudice, and Poison.
1: I'm excited. Aww. This is the, the first live stream of 2024. This is a big deal, and you're our January guest. For those who didn't know, I, I'm here very every happy year. He's he is so sweet. And I do not have enough kind things to say about him. He's absolutely amazing. If you guys do not already know Ben, I'm going to pull up his information for you. Aww. I even made a little QR and it's supposed to have bookish images embedded in the QR code because I wanted to make sure I Ooh. captured what he enjoys. There's also supposed to be a succulent in there, depending on how camera mm-hmm. graphics work. <laughs> but this is the amazing right. Ben at Botany and Books. I absolutely adore him. If you're not already following him, Please do so because you will not regret it. And he has such a little bright oh, ray of sunshine and he's so positive. I'm very happy that you're the guest host tonight.
2: Thank you so much, Angela.
1: And oh, I'm really, hoping you, the book.
2: Well, <laughs> I'm
1: really I hoping you enjoyed the book because that's I what did. We they, got it. When, when it comes to the book club, y'all vote on the books. They're entirely in your hands. And I'm going, okay, he's the guest host tonight. I want to make sure that you know he enjoyed the book. <laughs> 'Cause I always wanna make sure y'all are enjoying what's being selected. So I really hope you did enjoy tonight's book and for those of you who need a little bit of a recap, tonight's book is Pride, Prejudice, and Poison by Elizabeth Blake. And there's a little book blurb. You can screenshot it. I was very proud of this image. I just, I really got into Canva. <laughs> you, you can got, tell. You got I it
2: know. all in there, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, this is also a pretty long book blurb. There's a lot mm-hmm. to talk about yeah. today. I honestly don't even know where to start, but I'm, oh, all the comments are coming in. You guys are so oh. sweet. <laughs> oh my goodness. And we have, right now the poll is going. So right now, so I started this evening by asking in the comment section what you thought. And so right now it's at a solid four stars at 42%. So 12% say one star, two stars, 27% says three stars. And then we have 18% with five stars. But I mean, looks like it's a solid four star read because even on Instagram yeah. earlier, I have that. I took all the screenshots because I posted those questions and yeah, same situation four stars was the leading answer so looks like they enjoyed the book too
2: that's always you always hope so because <laughs> you never you just never know what poll you like you never know like what the book might be <laughs> but
1: so would you like to kick it off what did you think yeah of, uh, i i enjoyed it <laughs>
2: i love that our, our initial intro is the kind of argument that happens with the jane austen society mm-hmm. so loved it loved it i was like we're already getting in the nitty-gritty there were so many potentials like who might be the the first victim
1: <laughs> oh, so honestly this woman who was our victim it got to the point where it could have been almost anybody <laughs> sylvia I, I
2: think, think it was, was stated several times they're like it could be the whole who anyone <laughs> pick then, a random person from town and that might be the <laughs>
1: There was one character who was joking when she said it because they had their little follow up meetings as a group. But mm-hmm. she said, maybe we were all in it together. <laughs> and I'm going, that's actually not, you know, our outside of the realm possibility. Is, you know? is that
2: a hint? You're all, is that a hand? <laughs> oh, so yes. Our victim is Sylvia, who was not beloved by most people.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Too
1: thorough. We really could have lost a few more people in that first outing. <laughs> I mean, for a book club, it was a pretty dangerous place to be involved. Uh, at, b-
2: below, below a church too. So they're like, they're already like.
1: <laughs> at first, you thought it would be an accident type body drop. Jess oh. loves cozy. Yep, that's. I was kind of curious where they were going with this one in a way because. I was curious because I love Jane Austen. I've mentioned this before and I'll tell you guys again, I love Jane Austen. I started reading her when I was in sixth grade. I was 12 years old and I've reread Pride and Prejudice pretty much every year since I was 12. I have two master's degrees, but when I was an undergrad, my undergrad thesis was on narrative adaptations of Pride and Prejudice. And I used the Lizzie Bennett Diaries as my case study. So Pride and Prejudice is a very special book to me. And the reason why I mentioned the master's is because my first master's degree, my thesis was on narrative adaptations, again, for political film and ramifications for audiences. So again, I was doing adaptation studies. (laughs) So I'm like, this is something I'm heavily invested in. So I was very excited that there was a Pride and Prejudice sort of, this is something I always am intrigued by. So this is something the writer, I'm always wanting to break apart, see how they're creating things. So that's why I need you to tell me what you think about the Pride and Prejudice components.
2: Oh, I
3: need
1: to I,
2: the Jane Austen Society. So one of, my, one of my friends is the Jane Austen Society. So I meant to ask her. I didn't ask her. I was like, how is it? Are they, are these? Is this? Are they brawling like
1: they are? Here? I joined my Jane Austen Society <laughs> and I only get the email, like I only get the newsletter, like that is as far as my involvement has gone. Because you actually have to go to those meetings, so that into itself is your dedicated fan. And so, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they remind me of like the mean girl cliques in high school. Like these women were, and these—I mean, there were some men involved too. They were going at it. Mm -hmm. What was going on there?
2: Yelling fists like fists were happening at points like it was it was not
1: (laughs) i'm a very punctual person i'm not i'm always at least 10 minutes early for everything and so i understand if sylvia is a little annoyed you came late but to actually say you came late and then be mad going you either come on time or not at all that threw me i'm going okay i know why you're gonna be the victim i can see someone you you're pushing them too far and then on top of the attitude She's sleeping with half of this town, apparently. Or slept with yes, them at the same time. So Sylvia was really bringing on the villain vibes.
2: hmm hmm Like, you can... <laughs> I want to say someone had mentioned in it, like, they were saying that she... You can care she, like she cared for things, but I was like, I don't know. She went kind of, like, went extra to, like, dig into some people. And I was like, I don't know.
1: Mick says, it was like high school. I agree. <laughs> And then I saw this one pop up, but I do prefer when the victim isn't a loved one, so to speak. A mayor, mayor, et cetera. Jess loves cozy. I agree with you. That is actually something I've been thinking about a lot because one of our previous book club reads, it was the mother of the sleuther and I was, I was emotional reading this book. Yeah. And so I want our sleuther to be involved, but I don't want to be crying and sad and everything else. I mean, if you can make the victim someone who's unlikable, and you're like, yeah, okay, fine, bye bye. But like, let's solve your murder. <laughs> that's
2: great. <laughs> yeah, you're solving the murder because someone else that you love might be like charged. So you're like, okay, let's let's solve this because we're gonna write, you know, make sure this person doesn't get thrown in jail or something. <laughs> I, I don't want to be sad because yeah, a beloved character passing. No. Mm-mm.
3: So.
1: I saw this pop up because this was actually something I wrote down in my notepad. The constant Jane Austen quotes were annoying, says Cat Mom. And then somebody else mentioned the quotes as well. So I was curious what y'all thought about the quotes included in dialogue. That was my notation. The dialogue. Yeah, because if I were the editor or the writer, I was thinking of our last book for November, the last live stream book, I should say, Sprinkle with Murder, where they had quotes or like little passages to open up the chapter. I almost expected to have Jane Austen quotes at the start of the chapter and then or maybe even the end of the chapter, but to have them interwoven in dialogue. Again, I've read Pride and Prejudice a lot. I can't quote it like that.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. To me, it would make more sense at the beginning because you could have that introduction, maybe have it like themed around the chapter and then go into it because it does take away from reading because you're kind of pulled out and then you're pushed back in kind of
1: I mean I I could understand a few especially if you have the opening dialogue line or something where you're going okay this is the universal quote this is the one that everyone refers to or I ardently I mean there's certain things people know but they are picking up on some pretty obscure ones because there was one that was a quote to the sister Cassandra and I'm going. You memorized that quote? I don't know if I'm impressed or scared.
2: <laughs> Wait, waiting for the perfect moment to drop this quote.
1: <laughs> yes. So Ransom Reeds mentions, having it be Prue's thing was fun, but all the other characters made it get old. I thought yeah. Prue doing it was her character trait, and I was fine with her doing it. But even just the fact that they were quoting it exactly, even if there was just something of, oh, to paraphrase or, oh, I think to something to the degree of, but they got the quotes right, which part of me is the literature lover. I, I appreciate, but also as a human being, I just, I could never do that.
2: <laughs> it, it takes you, it does take you out. Yeah. As, as a Pro character trait and kind of endearing, but everyone else, it was a lot.
1: <laughs> well, it's just because they were all so on their game. They made me feel bad about my Austin knowledge. <laughs> But I mean, I also loved it at the same time. Like, I love all the quotes. I don't have any bookish tattoos, but if I did, it would totally be something that was Jane Austen inspired, at least the first one anyway. (laughs) But no, so it's interesting to have all the comments pop up. I'm sorry if I'm missing some of them because there's so many right now, but I'm definitely going to be going through them later. And I will mention, because as I'm talking about comments, let me go back to my little images over here. Every comment tonight counts for a giveaway towards the paperback copy of Hammers and Homicide. So every um, single comment equals one giveaway entry. So the more you comment, the better your chances are of winning. So <laughs> I have my graphics. I'm very proud of them tonight. I was very disappointed. I was going to interview Paula, but it just it didn't work out because snow and some personal issues and things like that. But I am so proud of her and so happy for her and her debut cozy. And it seems to be getting a lot of hype. So very, very happy for her, and hopefully, someone tonight will win it who has not already had it, you know, added it to their library yet. And it'll be a new edition, and you can enjoy it just as we did.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> okay, it looks like everyone seems to have been on the same page when it comes to the quotes. So, what do you make of our Sleuther? Because my main question I have to ask is I don't know how old she is, I think she's in her 20s. How old is this woman? I <laughs> Aaron, for some, I, I, she...
2: I just thought 30s, but maybe, maybe 20s. I don't know. <laughs>
1: I was not sure because at one point they say you're young enough where you don't have to get married. You're young enough. And she goes, I'm not that young. And so there wasn't an actual age mentioned as far as I could tell. So I was curious if somebody picked up on that because I didn't know because she went to university and then she was out of university for two years. So I'm thinking she's at least 24, 25.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like trying to do math. (laughs) For some reason, I, yeah, I don't know. I thought she was thirties, but yeah, maybe she might be younger.
1: You were wondering about her age too, but it didn't really matter. Mez- oh, and then we have other people saying they think she's in the 30s. Okay, so...
2: <laughs> she <laughs> <Yeah>. acted yet. <yeah.
1: laughs> okay, so that makes me feel better that I didn't miss this detail because after a certain point, I was looking for it. I was very curious because she's very knowledgeable and hmm. maybe this is just her disposition, but she's playing the piano. She's reading all the books. She's writing poetry. She's got her own shop and we also have to talk about the fact that the shop is only open Thursdays through Sunday from 11 to 5. <laughs> I don't you, understand. You I don't understand that job, but I mean, she has a wonderful job. Yeah. She's always making tea for people. So she, I don't she, know. She, how she
2: does she... have all, online, online book sales are her huge thing too. So yes, Maybe that's why she's like, I eh, only have it open on the weekends.
1: Her business seemed like kind of a hobby at sometimes. I don't know if that's a fair yeah, comment well, to say.
2: We we are introduced like she was busy trying to solve the murder.
1: True. <laughs> I Very feel like true. she
2: wasn't working she wasn't working as much. <laughs>
1: She had the detectives. They go to her bookstore, and I wrote down the name of the bookstore. Mm-hmm. It's here somewhere, which had a cute. Uh, it is Reader,
2: Reader's Quarry. Is what it it's was a called. Cute
1: title, but she literally leaves her store and goes to the back. But the store is still open, and so she has to leave the detectives in her home to go back into the store at one point. <laughs> and I just thought that was hysterical. For some reason, I thought that was so cute. Of oh yeah, the store is open, but it's no big deal. And then she was talking about <laughs> how someone ordered a book, and oh, it, there it's coming. <laughs> it's fine we got this
2: (laughs) very laid back
1: (laughs) okay so that's not just me but i think the other thing we have to talk about because other people on instagram were commenting about this a lot and i saw it pop up here a couple of times the point of views the change of point of views of the chapters what are your
3: thoughts i
2: i don't like when it isn't like it just seemed to happen and it wasn't i like when like Oh, maybe the character's name's on top. So I know, like, oh, we're changing, mm-hmm. we're changing a shift. Or so sometimes I would get slightly confused and I'd be like, oh, no, it is a different character. So I mean, I appreciated it, but you don't see it that much with Cozies as no. much. It took away from Erin. Like, I felt like I got to know her less as a character. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I did enjoy getting to know the other characters their insights, but it did take away as like she felt less of a main character to me at points. So,
1: So I actually had to go back to the book blurb because the opening chapter is from her best friend's point of view, correct?
3: Barnes, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: saying that correctly. Mm -hmm. So, I actually ended up starting my little list. So, every chapter, I wrote down whose point of view it was. You can even see I crossed (laughs) out a couple times, like, no, no, that's actually someone
2: else,
1: (laughs) yeah. And then there was one where it was actually mid-chapter, it went from Erin. To prove, mm-hmm. and another time
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it went from I want to say it was Erin to Peter, yeah. And then even then, you can see I changed it again because I'm like not Erin's,
2: because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I wasn't sure. Yeah, it was. It was. I I understand kind of why she did it. You got kind of insight from other characters, but as in a cozy, it's just very confusing. Like I felt like it was kind of it took away from a lot.
1: Okay, because I some people seem to like it. Sometimes people seem with the in- comments was, like, got used <laughs> to it. But so <laughs> this is also my little sleuther hat. My little cap was on. I basically thought if you had a point of view, you were not going to be the killer. <laughs> you were not going to be the bad guy because mm. she's not going to give you a point of view if you're the one who's doing the deeds. So I just uh-huh. sort of every time I realized, OK, we have prudence. OK, prudence has a chapter. It's not prudence. Oh, OK. So Farnsworth might have <laughs> issues with Sylvia that seem to keep getting listed upon, you know, we have her mm-hmm. not liking her in general as a person, then she knew her husband was cheating and never said anything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so she got multiple points of views, so I'm going, okay, even though this list is being expanded on, it's not you. I never considered her, even though I knew she's the best friend, and that's another reason, but if you got a point of view, I just sort of wrote you off as, you're not a Pretty suspect. Off. Okay. <laughs> I'm, okay, I need Fine. to keep going. <laughs> Yeah, so yep. the opening chapter, we have Farnsworth, and she is a fun character. I yeah. loved her. What did you think?
2: I loved the the first chapter. From first chapter, I loved her. I was like, this is a character I can't wait to get to know more. She's so she's so fun.
1: So I enjoyed our leading lady, Erin, but I think maybe I enjoyed her best friend more. I almost wanted her to be our sleuther. Yes, <laughs> you know I, mean? I, I want her,
2: her cats. And I was like, she's awesome. I love her. <laughs>
1: When she ever yelled, Mr. B-, what was it? Mr. Wickham, get away mm-hmm. from Lydia. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I was I was laughing at that one. That made me so happy. And then the yes. little, you know, Snyder Mark of, I guess they really are like their namesakes.
2: <laughs> I loved it. I was like, this, this is what I want from a Gene Austen themed, like, cozy. The cats being named after characters. Like, yeah, that's what I want.
1: <laughs> See, that's why she felt more like my sleuther because she had the Jane Austen love that I think I was kind of expecting with Erin. But when she ever said, but, yeah, oh, I well, I'm a bookstore and it just seemed like a natural thing for me to be involved with. That's not how it was for these other members. They were Jane Austen- mm. they were Austenites to their core. They were
2: diehard, <laughs> diehards. And yeah, for, well, here's another event to go to. <laughs>
1: but I mean, yeah. naming every single cat. And I mean, every cat. There wasn't even, because mm-hmm. at one point they did, they did quote Sir Conan Doyle there, but they didn't have anyone named Sherlock. They had, uh, the cats were just named after Pride and Prejudice and other Austin characters. That and that to me made her see more like the Pride and Prejudice expert. And just, again, like that's the name of the book <laughs> with the Pride yeah. and Prejudice poison. So I think and that's why it, yeah. I gravitated
2: a little bit more to her. Oh, <laughs> okay. It would have been fun just to have a whole book of her. Yeah.
1: Oh, fun. this is cute. Pretty sure I want to named my next cat after Farmsworth. I mean, I also think that's a name that's unique and I haven't seen it in any other Cozy Mystery. I'm sure it's existing in other novels, but I just haven't come across it in Cozy Mysteries. I'm sure there is true, mm-hmm. but I just haven't seen it yet. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you guys enjoyed her. So she was probably my favorite character. and We got a lot of page time with her, but I also loved Polly, our 10-year-old <laughs> little sidekick. Oh, yes, wants yes. wants to join something fun?
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So- I love
2: Polly. She was adorable. <laughs>
1: I absolutely adored this girl. So she goes to the bookstore and she immediately joins Erin and she wants to be a part of this mystery. And she's eating her little tea cakes and she's talking about her brother. But when she uh, was better, James, James, James Chester's, James, Chester. James Charles, James, whatever. I mean, James he's, he's too. Chester, yeah. but they're at the service and, the, and and it comes time to leave. Oh well, good children listen to their fathers. We're not good children. She starts shouting, I'm
2: like we're not good. No, and then the brother the, starts doing the same thing. Them and that the mug moment too. Where it's like world's best daughter. She's like world's worst daughter. And I was like, oh god.
1: She's going for the irony. I'm going. You're ten years old. How are you this sassy? And how do you have such a big yeah. personality? I'm a grown woman, oh, and oh, I don't have a personality as strong as yours.
2: A Farnsworth um, Polly duo would have been perfect.
1: Okay, yes, people are talking. Okay, thank you. I'm loving the Polly love. (laughs) So when she ever, Polly, our 10-year-old technical genius, I saw someone say she was the tech queen. So she decides we're going to break into Sylvia's email account, which is also Catherine DeBerg's inspired handle, which of course was great. But she goes, what privacy? She's dead, (laughs) I was laughing so hard. Very, very obvious. Worried. You're like, oh, well, you yeah. know? So this is true, too. So I love Polly. I adored her. <laughs> and her brother, we, we had one scene with him. I'm pretty sure it was only one. But we kind of get references to him throughout yeah. as well. But their dad is the suspect. I'm with you. I'm going. Mm-hmm. So I actually did not want to consider him as a suspect because I could not bring myself to upset this adorable little child. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't, I didn't,
3: I didn't really him you know. he's a
1: suspect. Even though he was a really good suspect, <laughs> just,
2: just a butcher. It's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know I, it's one of those like, okay, I made a little gif. I was gonna have fun with this. Yeah. So <laughs> I missed that red herring. Oh. So to me, he was just a red herring. I didn't I didn't I didn't fall for that one, but he mm-hmm. really was a good red herring because all of a sudden, because he didn't like the guy, or excuse me, he didn't like Sylvia's husband, and we find we get that backstory. Although technically speaking, if you're still mad about something from middle school, I think you got more problems. If you, I mean, yeah. this guy yeah. has two kids, and his wife passed away. Like, he has a lot on his plate. So, if he was really still that upset about his middle school cheating incident, I, I don't know what I would have done with that as a reader.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was good though because you lied to his kids, so you're like, oh, please don't let him be like suspect. Don't let him be the murderer
1: really love when kids are in cozies, but Polly is the absolute best I've come across. She mm-hmm. cracked me up. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Diva Temple, if I ever have kids, please let them all be Polly.
3: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> she was so sweet. She was, she was just so cute to me because sometimes you'll have the children characters and they'll be written like they're adults in children's bodies, or they'll be written too too young you're going okay but this kid's supposed to be in sixth grade and you're writing them like they're in first so the fact that she captured the voice really you know two thumbs up for me for that one yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so the butcher being the murderer would have taken it out of the cozy realm interesting Mm -hmm. interesting so we do have to talk about so did you guys get did you solve the mystery? I mean, I don't know if we should get into the spoilers quite yet because there's still other things we need to talk about. But did you solve the mystery?
2: I was pretty much there, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you knew who the bad guy was? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I have to say I did not totally get there, but I again I was rooting I was sort of ruling people out as I went. But I think part of what was throwing me off, and I'm gonna pull up another graphic because again, I was having fun with this. So we have <laughs> Jonathan alder who is a potential suspect mm-hmm. but he's in our love triangle so he's a love interest so i wanted him to not be a suspect but at the same time he was acting very sketchy so mm-hmm. did you guys consider mm-hmm. jonathan a true suspect no
2: no <laughs> only because only because he was a love interest i was like oh so this is a little <laughs> suspicious <laughs>
1: So, and I'm going to tell you exactly why I didn't want to, I didn't know how to rule him out because there's an Agatha Raisin book. And I'm not going to tell you guys which one, cause I'm not going to spoil it for you, but she does have some intimacy with someone who ends up being a very bad guy and he's later a victim. And so because of that, I think that's made me always doubt the potential love interest of, oh, there could be something going on there. He could be a bad guy. Well, this actually happened to her twice. Now that I'm saying that out loud, there's actually another episode yeah. where he, the, her love interest in that episode and in the book. He is the bad guy. So (laughs) it's hard for me to like root them, you know, get rid of them on the list because I get the raisins making me doubt them. You're like questioning? (laughs) Yes, (laughs) because they went against the cozy norms. And Mm -hmm. I say norms Mm -hmm. with a pun to our little Hannah Swenson there. (laughs) Okay, so you kind of wanted him to be a suspect because you don't like love triangles too much. I am right Mm -hmm. there with you. You I've mentioned before, you guys know how I feel about love triangles. (laughs)
2: <laughs> we, I can, we can him. always do without them <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just I can't I just can't I think after the Hannah Swenson has been going on for so long that love triangle me out so of oh, these yeah. two men for Aaron, are you a Jonathan or a Peter fan who are you rooting for Ben
2: definitely a Peter fan <laughs> we love uh, a quiet uh, cold man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I mean we also have to acknowledge that one of them is Mister Bingley, and one of them was called Mister Darcy. So the fact that one of them is being called Mister Bingley kind of makes me already put him in second
2: place. <laughs> also, I don't, I don't like that everyone was fawning over Aunt Jonathan. I was like, man.
1: So it looks like <laughs> Hemming is hashtag Hemming is Darcy mm-hmm. St. <laughs> Peter. So. Mm-hmm. Everybody seemed to love Jonathan in the book, though. Ladies in town, they were all blushing. They and- were
2: they were swooning over him. <laughs> they joined the society for him, like a.
1: Well, I mean, he's also very good at yoga. I mean, although he's not too flexible, apparently, which made her feel better about her own yogi self, which I thought was hysterical. <laughs> Aaron that. was That's jealous so of his abilities. <laughs> She's going. He's he's more flexible than I am.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's a small town, so maybe you know the pickings are slim. So I guess <laughs> there's an eligible bachelor, and everyone's going to be on him.
1: I like this comment Jory has. He is also aloof to match Aaron. Mm -hmm. So that's really cute because I thought it was really sweet when he asked her to play and he just listened to her play. I mean, she can do her her little hobbies and be supportive. And I thought that kind of showed you their little personality matchup in a great way.
2: You want that? You want that?
1: I mean, let's be real. Sometimes, depending on the situation and things like that, you'll have People who have hobbies and they'll annoy the other person. Cause I can totally picture her at the piano and someone else being like, I'm trying to record a podcast episode. Like, I'm trying to do this thing and not supporting her wanting to play the piano or not liking that she does poetry cause it's pretentious or something. Like, sometimes people will go against whatever you're doing. And so he was there for that. And I was just going, This is why you're Supp- the
2: supportive, director. supportive. We love it.
1: <laughs> okay. So, Marta, the piano thing was very Darcy and Elizabeth. <laughs> I was picturing Kira Knightley at the piano at that point. I'm not even going to pretend. <laughs> to me, that was a Kira Knightley moment. Also, walking across the moors. We had mm-hmm. some 2004 Pride and Predators vibes in this book.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so Crystal T. Knits. What I loved, she kisses Jonathan, but she does have feelings for the detective. So what do you guys make of that? Because she did kind of make a move with Jonathan, and then she kind of blew him off. But now she's kind of got both guys on the hook. Just, I was surprised she kissed Jonathan. I, I was not. I didn't, her. I, didn't,
2: I didn't like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> we team Peter. And we're like, no, this needs no.
1: I mean, no. this is also a fun comment because I actually. Hypnotist. Hypnotist. <laughs> Sean mentions Jonathan is also a hypnotist. How do you become a hypnotist? And how, how will you know that this guy will not hypnotize you?
2: Mm, can't <laughs> trust him.
1: I, I know the whole hypnotism thing is you're not supposed to be able to make people act outside of how they're normally but you can make people do some pretty crazy things under hypnosis mm-hmm. so I don't I don't want to go down that road <laughs> I don't want him to be the love interest throwing that out there I don't know if you guys have something in particular you want us to mention please comment and ask and hopefully I will see the comment pop up because there's a lot with this book I mean everything from the point of view where I'm trying to keep that you know
2: <laughs> that, 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 was, that was a struggle sometimes
1: I got confused. That's why I have this many notes. And I'm just like, let's get rid of this one. Because I had to keep well, things clear. Like, es- who said what when?
2: <laughs> especially when it changed, like, mid-chapter. I was like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> oh, so this author, apparently, I, I looked up the bio on Goodreads, multiple pen names. And then at the back of this book, they have the author bio as well saying multiple pen names. So I we've confirmed that. But I wasn't sure... <laughs> I think the author is American, because sometimes while reading this book, I got little American terms in there. So I was curious what you you made of this, if it was an American author writing about England or an English setting, British author who had a couple American and like terminology, you know, terms, you know, (laughs) I was just curious about that, because someone above mentioned, there were some inconsistencies. And for me, Again, I spend way too much time watching things like I Get the Raisin and I love my Brit box. I got, I mean, Mm -hmm. watching the IT crowd for, I mean, it's the it crowd or if you got to watch the show, it's great. But (laughs) I love my English comedies. I love, I just, so maybe because I'm so familiar with the culture, even instead of saying like things instead of pants, instead of trousers or just little things because it's inspector and it was always detective. Shouldn't it be like detective Mm -hmm. inspector? inspector so i was kind of picking up a little details like that so i wasn't really sure what you guys thought about that
2: yeah i just i chalked it up to an american author writing a code okay (laughs) yes
1: love brit box yes you guys can get this on amazon stream it it's great
2: acorn acorn too we love acorn
1: oh absolutely i have both of them (laughs) you can never get enough True. Oh my goodness, I'm missing some of the comments. Yes, so, Marta's mentioning, loved all the old houses. There were some really great details in there. I I mean, it was very descriptive.
2: Beautiful houses.
1: So, we do have to talk about, I I mean, there's so many things here to talk about. I I don't even know which one to start with here. When it comes to our mystery, Erin was almost a victim, and then she was a victim. But we have polly and hetty being driven off the road at one point by our bad guy Mm -hmm. very serious but they're driving erin's car and i realized very very quickly that this was meant to go after erin so what were you guys thinking because it took her a little bit longer to realize her life was in danger yeah (laughs) i
2: I was concerned because she would live by herself and i was like oh gosh like you're in danger but not taking the danger seriously enough. I would have I, stayed I, at a friend's I, house or something, you know? like.
1: For some reason, that took me... I, it had me going, okay. So, and then you go out on your bicycle. <laughs> it's,
2: yeah, it's, and be know. like, it's fine. It's totally fine. They can't get me I'm on my bike. Well no, they can get you, Erin.
1: <laughs> I was just really curious what you guys thought of that because those were some moments where I'm going, okay, are we taking our life into our own hands here, Erin? Where's my Farnsworth? Where's your best friend? I think she'll come after you with her cats. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hmm yeah <laughs> she should have stayed with farmsworth i was she, she was not taking her any danger seriously i mean i get it, it's a cute cozy like british town but village but people are dropping
1: i mean also after a certain point i mentioned this in one of the instagram reels if you're in a small town and the body count keeps going up i would hightail it out of the small town yeah. after a certain point yeah just being honest <laughs> I know it's quaint and cozy and I love the English countryside and everything else, but no, I'd be packing a suitcase. (laughs) So, so, okay. Diva mentions, you think she was reckless. That's a good word. (laughs) Okay. Then Erin drove little Polly home when someone was trying to kill her. I was wondering about that too. And okay. Knitted librarian. She disregarded her safety. (laughs) Which made me think she was early mid-20s.
2: Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So she would made you think she was younger.
1: <laughs> that That's fair. You're going, yeah. okay, I'm invincible. But she also, I mean, she's hurt after a certain point in the book because she has the bicycle uh-huh. accident. And then she's yeah. in danger again. And she's like, my legs are taken out from under me. If you're feeling great, your legs are not going to get taken out from under you. <laughs>
2: mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> it's, it's like right when safety came. She's like, oh. <laughs> That was a great scene too. But yeah.
1: So what did you think of Hetty and all of her she was flirting with our detectives. She was very man crazy. She went after the Reverend. So I love is, I love her. Is she gonna end up with the Reverend or are we gonna be is she gonna be I going hope so. with her?
2: <laughs> I think that's a good balance for for Hetty. Like, a reverend? I like yeah, yeah. I like Farnsworth because you know she was the the cozy like cat lady. But Hetty was, like, the very, like, outgoing, still, there's still life, uh, like, Blanche-esque character, which I loved.
0: That's
1: a perfect reference. Yeah. That is a perfect reference. She is Blanche. Yeah. Except Blanche. And, like, woman. and, like,
2: <laughs> and Farnsworth is a nice, spicy, like, Sophia, or.
1: <laughs> and, yes, the Mr. Collins references, I mean, she was not going to settle. She did not want to be Charlotte. <laughs> she uh-uh. wanted her, uh-uh. Mr. Darcy. Hmm. i i found this this was a random little notation farnsworth again i loved her crisps they're so delicious why isn't yeah. and why <laughs> is celery so vile
2: <laughs> that was such yeah, that was a relatable quote
1: <laughs> oh okay i'm seeing comments pop up people were judgmental in this town were cr- too critical of hetty that oh Aw, thank you for defending her <laughs> and then Son, uh, she agrees that this is a good Blanche comparison. That's a perfect comparison. You are right on the money with that. <laughs> and also, we gotta love our Golden Girl comparisons.
3: Mm,
2: we gotta find a yeah,
1: way yeah. to. What was it, <laughs> Sherlock? Uh, oh my gosh, Bornak is Bornak. I'm gonna. Bes- I, I love how I've seen the show. Dorothy
2: Bornak, Bornak. Yes,
1: when yeah. <laughs> she was her little Sherlock. I mean, we gotta incorporate that somehow at some point.
2: <laughs>
1: oh. oh my gosh, is Bornak? Why did I step up on that? This is. This is what happens and it gets late in the evening. If you got me in the morning, I'd probably get that perfectly. <laughs> Everybody really loves the Golden Girls comparisons because it's a great show. It's always going to be relevant. So, what did you think about the actual big reveal? We might as well get into full on spoilers. So, people said they saw it as I was,
2: close. I was sad. I was really sad. I felt sad for the murderer a little bit.
1: I mean, I think we, we've been at the point where we can probably get into full-on spoilers. So <laughs> okay. you can name the murderer if you would like. Because I, I, I did not fully see this one coming. We all, all of a sudden, Erin is visiting Prue and Prue has been, I mean, we got to love, I mean, the murderer, the bad guy was actually trying to help her and he drove her off into a ditch. So got to love that one. But she's injured. She's not going to the bonfire. All of a sudden, in this immaculate garage, we're missing one thing and there's a little yeah. bit of red
2: paint just, mystery just, zero, just zero in. Yeah, that's what that's what I knew.
1: <laughs> red paint. Missing item. <laughs> mystery done. Micro. I,
2: I was sad. I was like, oh because <laughs> I knew like about his health scare. And I was like, oh, this is just sad. Like
1: I had that moment though because don't... yeah. He Erin figures out it's the same drugs as her mother for pancreatic cancer. And I was Thinking maybe he didn't actually have it. She was wrong somehow, or he maybe she got the drugs. Like maybe they're used for something else as well. And so our bad guy is actually dying of pancreatic cancer.
2: She she mentioned his weight loss too. Yeah. And it was like, oh. So it made me sad. And I was like, and like he was doing it for Prue because you know he figured he didn't have that much time. Which I mean, murdering people not not an answer, but <laughs> I mean, but it made you it made you feel sorry for him a little bit, like.
1: Yeah, I also had that moment of, if this ever were to go to trial, the drugs in his system, the fact that he has this um, health scare is going to be affecting his mm-hmm. mental, you know, however he perceives things, his, his, his just his mental state, there would be no yeah. way he'd be held accountable for his actions because of all the different factors adding into this, because it made it feel a little bit different than some cozies where i'm acting out of revenge i'm acting out of this there was mm-hmm. almost other things to take into account when it came to him acting as the bad guy which i think made it a little bit harder to identify him as the bad guy or be going okay yeah he is a full-on bad guy underline bold it because he, it was tragic to some degree i mean yeah he's dying it, he, and
2: it, he it, knew he didn't have that much time left and he wanted to make sure that Prudence, like she got her you know, happiness before he left. And it, so it just made it kind of sad. It was like, oh.
1: Tell wrote, I knew the suspect when I learned how Prudence's mother died.
2: Yeah, oh, okay, hey, but that is also there. Because, <laughs> cause, yeah, that was terrible.
1: Yeah, so it, he did do something before he was
2: mm-hmm.
1: incapacitated yeah, or had health Winston, issues. Yeah. So he wasn't all there to start with, though. I almost yeah. feel like maybe they should have gone back to that murder in a way. <laughs> that would have been a little, oh. that would have been intriguing to me. I mean, poor Prue. Okay, so it's always a bummer when the purpose someone who isn't a total and complete jerk face, <laughs> when it's a bad person versus bad person. That's an interesting comment, bad versus bad. I mean, we all know it's never okay to kill somebody, but you want to have that justification of, okay, this is why the murder took place. It makes the crazy make sense, which is what we love because this is fiction. We can explore these things in a safe way and have the answers that we. You know, need for safety and everything else—that emotional safety, I should say—and so <laughs> I was sad for this guy, and then I was sad for Prue. I was, mean, I think mm-hmm. I was more sad for Prue than anything. Oh else yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this woman because about I,
2: her mom because about her mom. It's like it's so terrible, <laughs> and you lived with this person for all that.
1: Time. Okay, this was something I actually made a note of. So. Winston was on the spectrum and then they made him the murderer. It played into stereotypes of neurodiverse people. And I was curious about that myself because that was referenced early, like very early on. I think the first time we meet him, that was actually, Mm -hmm. it was almost a throwaway line because it's never mentioned again. They also mentioned, I think James Chester might've been on the spectrum as well. But again, that was a one sentence reference. I was curious if someone was going to pick up on that too, because I was not expecting that, which is, why he wasn't farther up on my list of suspects. People are mad about oh. Prue's mom.
2: <laughs> I am, I'm mad.
1: <laughs> yes, Debbie. Oh. So he killed his mother-in-law for Prue. He wanted to. Would you like to explain the mother-in-law dying?
2: <laughs> oh, well, you can.
1: You <laughs> shake the head like no. I'm so sad.
2: Care, I'm anymore. so sad. I'm so sad.
1: They yeah. didn't have children. I don't I mean,
2: Farnsworth had so. a son
1: named Philip, and uh, but I don't remember if Prue and Winston I don't had damn-
2: I don't think they had children.
1: Uh, uh-uh. So I think she's left alone at this point. I think she it's just her. And she's not even like Farnsworth. I don't think she had cats. So maybe Farnsworth can lend her Lydia and Wickham.
3: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> like, like, you're just going, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. Just lend her some cats.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: I, I don't understand the mother-in-law. We realized. Because it was mentioned that she died very quickly, and then they all of a sudden reverted back going, hey, wait a second, there's a mystery that was left unsolved.
2: Oh. <laughs> Just going to throw it in there. like,
1: it, Yeah, again, that was one of those, wait, what? Let's flip the page back a second. Because, again, Farnsworth, I love Farnsworth. They were going to dig up her old <laughs> tragedy. Yeah. With her mm-hmm. So her husband ran out on her with a younger woman. And then the very next day after he left, he was in a car accident and died. So then they were all of a sudden suspicious of the circumstances surrounding her husband passing. Oh, she was mm-hmm. the scorned woman. Oh, she wanted the life insurance money. Oh, no, he was just a drunk who went off the road. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: That's that's what happened. Yeah.
1: But they were going back to that mystery. I thought that was the one that was from the past that was going to be dredged up and debunked or, you mm-hmm. know, demystified. But that wasn't the one from the past that all of a sudden became the turning point for our mystery. Yeah. <laughs> Farnsworth, I love how we're just going, yeah, we're going to, like, the the sadness was with Prue, but Farnsworth, she was where it was at. <laughs> she, is,
2: she is where it's at.
1: <laughs> I mean, at least Prue will have more time to go memorize Jane Austen quotes. I mean, if nothing else. <laughs> Also, our bad guy hit himself in the head with a shovel. Just want to throw that out there.
2: So he could be a victim, also, which is very yes. smart. That's very smart. Like you got to have a fake accident.
1: But also, I don't even think he was on the suspect list at that point. He was just going. No,
2: but you got you got to cover. You got to cover yourself. <laughs> for, for a second, I was like, everyone's is a victim right now, who's someone else might drop. Like,
1: well, I also think it made it harder to suspect, like, to suspect it was him because we all know. He was so dedicated to his wife. And I think it's funny that mm-hmm. that's exactly what caused him to go off the rails, his love and dedication to the wife. <laughs> but the wife was injured. And so I yeah. think that made it very difficult for us to go, OK, he's a suspect because he wouldn't actually injure his wife, although he did it unknowingly trying to he injure Erin. Mm-hmm. But he did injure his wife.
2: <laughs> yes, he, he didn't know. He did.
1: Oh, the cover of the book is beautiful. It is Aww. a beautiful
2: cover. I always love the super detailed ones.
1: And then <laughs> I would love Farnsworth Perspective as the book title. I was looking at this comment. So we do have to talk about Hemming's fellow officer, right. officer of the law. So this guy, everybody in his family is connected. He had the rugby skills. He mm-hmm. was awesome. <laughs> what did you think awesome. about
3: Rashid?
2: <laughs> I want more of him. Like, I want more of him. And <laughs> I think he's a great side character. And there should definitely be more. Or Gerald uh, Yeah.
1: I had to write down his name because at first, I think I got confused. Again, all the little notations around here as I ripped them out of my like, spiral bound. There was something about him I had to correct myself because... So there's Sergeant Geral Rashid, there's Constable McCreary, mm-hmm. but then there's also another one who... I actually wrote another cop.
2: <laughs> the so, Witherspoon? Witherspoon, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I I've literally just wrote down, there's another <laughs> Which is I,
2: I only remember because of Reese Witherspoon, so I was like, okay, I can remember this name.
1: But he was so cute because this was his first time with him, and Yay. he was really useful. I almost felt badly for him when the detective interrupted him at the service because I kind of got the impression he was doing his his little incognito sleuthing because he's using his charm and his kind of just general. Likability, his demeanor to sort of pull in the townspeople. I don't think he was just there flirting for his personal life. Mm -hmm. I think our little Peter Hemming was a little too quick to judge and jump in. I think he's from Detective.
2: I like I like the opposites too between Peter and him. Like they're total opposites, and so you love that like combination too in partners, like work partners.
1: I know the grumpy sunshine. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, (laughs) we love that. We love that.
1: He's so cute though because the detective Peter Hemming. There, I I always want to say. The inspector but Sorry. the detective he's going it's morning i don't like mornings we're just starting mm-hmm. on a case i'm better in the middle of cases and meanwhile Rashid comes in he's all yeah. right i wish your tail <laughs> that love was that. so I great that. i mean right from the get-go you know we've got total opposites with this partnership i mean we all love cop shows when it's the opposites but they were really different <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: what was the member of his family there was something random where it was his fourth cousin was on the Welsh football team. I mean, everybody in this guy's family. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I just loved how it was the fourth cousin. I mean, it was somebody random in his family tree. Very, everybody...
2: very specific, though.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's why I thought it was so funny. Thank you for mentioning him. I almost forgot. That was in the Aww. early notes.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, this is cute. Mama Rocks wrote, The whole book was based on opposites. The two officers, Prue and Heedy, who are besties, Farnsworth and Erin. That is very true. Mm -hmm. That's a very good point. And then I like this one with Marta. Rashid was the real Bingley.
2: (laughs) You have opposites too, because you had um, Sylvia and her friend, Mm -hmm. it's Carolyn. They were kind of opposites too.
1: Carolyn was interesting. What did you think of Carolyn?
2: I thought she was a suspect at first. I mean, she was a good, like, initial mm-hmm. one because of Sylvia and her husband, Owen.
1: I was not sure about what to do with this woman because she was so distraught. You're going either you were really good friends with our victim or you're trying to pass the buck so that we don't think it's you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that was my mind. Smart, it's like- smart. It's again, Jerome hitting himself in the head. If you're the victim, you can't obviously be the killer. If you're crying and you're miss the person, you obviously couldn't have done away with them. So (laughs) I felt badly for for the husband though because it seemed like she was putting Owen in a predicament because he couldn't be honest, going, "Oh yeah, she took the book of poisons." He was covering for his wife, and all of a sudden we find out she and Sylvia had a thing a long time ago, and he didn't know. I mean, (laughs) the husband didn't know what to say about that. So. I felt badly for owen in this situation because he's trying to figure out his wife is also an addict or she's a recovering addict or trying to be in recovery he's got all of these things with her that he's trying to kind of I, i grapple with or help her out with and so he was a really interesting side character for me because of his wife he was mm-hmm. so supportive of her and he loved her regardless of the fact she's struggling and has these secrets. So it made me respect Owen. I'm hoping nothing happens to him in future books. I'm going, Owen can't be a victim. Yeah.
2: No, <laughs> we can't no,
1: no.
2: <laughs> yeah. I love the supporting. It's, it was really sweet. It was like, oh. but then you have Kurt, Kurt, who Sylvia was sleeping with.
1: Yes, so she had a yes, full-on yes. love affair yes. that yes. <laughs> that she actually moved to town <laughs> to continue.
2: <laughs> that's dedication, like that's.
1: <laughs> so Jory has a question and I actually wasn't sure how to answer this. So what was the point of his hat being in the field? I thought that was going to be a clue for something, but it just sort of uh, helped bring Aaron back around to talk to him again.
2: Yeah, I guess that's pretty much, yeah.
1: <laughs> I thought maybe, oh, he was out. My little brain with Cozy Mysteries, there's another body that we're going to find. I thought we were going to find no one at that point with the hat.
2: Well, yeah, you have that symbolism. You're like, what does this mean? And it's just like.
1: But we do have to go back because we were talking about Sylvia Mm -hmm. and this woman, she did sleep with half the people on that Jane Austen (laughs) Society Committee board.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm like, you're 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 like working as a group with these people. Like, why? Why would you do that? Like
3: oh
1: you think okay other people were saying they think the hat was going to have more meaning okay okay yes someone else thought there was gonna be a body with the hat yeah I thought like, it was
2: pick gonna... the hat up pick the...
1: you're going to pick up the hat and all of a sudden there's a,
2: there's a head yeah
1: yeah i mean that's how cozy mysteries work usually all of a sudden if you're drawn into a space something bad's going to happen there either someone's mm-hmm. going to try and kill you or you're going to find someone who's already killed
2: <laughs> a trap that's smart too
1: I so my own little brain with this scene was that it gave Erin an excuse to go talk to Owen but I don't really think she needed an excuse because she was just going up to people going I have questions. So maybe because <laughs> she was just going was to their worried, house, yeah. Yeah. Maybe cuz she knew him and she didn't want to be as intrusive. I don't know, but I kind of agree with you all about that was a little bit of a missed opportunity.
2: Yeah. <laughs> We were right a lot more into that. <laughs>
1: yeah, everybody here has comments about the hat. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, you thought there'd be more about the hat. Meredith, you thought there would be a body under the hat. Everybody yeah. was wondering.
2: Maybe, Maybe that was the author's intention originally, but then she just kind of like...
1: I mean, also, I'm just going to put this out there. It had just rained. You're going out into the mud. You're getting out of your mm-hmm. car when you think there's a killer on the loose to go pick up a hat there better be another thing i was waiting for that and and <laughs> what's gonna happen and with the hat, what's gonna happen next Mm-mm. so it wasn't just getting out of the car there was more to the circumstances or the setting that led to the hat <laughs> as a potential yeah. clue that's i'm not I'm, i know that i'm reading a lot into that but again this is what i do this is cozy mystery land this is how we this is how the brain works
2: <laughs> i love that we all thought something we're like wait <laughs>
1: well, this is what you do. You have to solve the mystery and to solve the mystery, mm-hmm. you've got to follow the clues. And everything everything is a clue if there's a scene involved too. <laughs> if there's there's a point to the scene. It has to matter to the mystery. Yeah. So I, I, I'm glad everybody else was confused because <laughs> I was very much waiting because the next time she went back to him, oh yeah, I'm so sorry. I lost my hat. Oh, there's a reason. The wife was mad at him and just threw it out of the car. <laughs> mm-mm,
3: mm-mm. <laughs>
1: okay (laughs) and you thought the the hat was gonna be sitting in her car to this day yeah (laughs) okay so I also didn't realize Meredith's comment was you never knew the pupils when someone is addicted but then the next book it was one of the things that was brought into it as well so I didn't pick up on that detail I think I think the author was so detailed describing every character I didn't make the pupils as a yeah. detail that was supposed to be indicative of the character, I thought that was just another detail because she was so detailed with everybody. We knew how every <laughs> we knew how everyone wore their hair, what their outfit was, how tall they were. We knew yeah. how, if they were they're stocky. I mean, I think she's word stocky for one character at one point. So we knew everyone's body frame and everything. So to me, the pupils is just another detail. I didn't think, oh, the pupils they're small is she struggling with drugs? I did not make that connection yeah. at all. I mean I mean deaf. that was one of those I learned something too. I am right there with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you thought Winton was controlling of prudence and had a little disorganized thinking. Okay, so somebody else was saying they knew about the pupils. That didn't that went over my head.
2: <laughs> yeah, same. Same. <laughs>
1: You guys again, every comment counts for a giveaway entry. So comment, comment, comment. But if there is something Mm -hmm. you want to talk about or there's something about the book that you want to mention, please comment because again, I know my voice just kind of went for a second. So I'm going, now is your time to comment and let us know what's (laughs) on your mind. (laughs) What about you? What is about is there anything about we got we're
2: gonna talk about Kurt. Okay. (laughs) Kurt and Suzanne, who Yes. (laughs) That's my mom's name, so it's always fun to see Suzanne.
3: Or little uh, German I, couple,
2: <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it.
3: <laughs>
2: oh. our,
1: what did you think about Kurt in this relationship with Sylvia?
2: i I thought it was good, too, because you had like a potential killer with Suzanne. So you're like, maybe she found out about them. So you know, getting back at Sylvia, so it was a great, like another red herring character where you're like, maybe it's them. Maybe it's not. Like
1: mm-hmm. when it came to our our baker, And this affair that she had with him, again, that obviously is going to make him a suspect. But when the husband Mm -hmm. ever said that she specifically moved to the town to be with her lover, I did not know what to do with that comment because he was so upfront and flippant about it. He didn't care. And then later on, we find out he himself is having an affair. So he Mm -hmm. couldn't be upset because he would be a hypocrite. So right off the bat, all of a sudden, the husband's off the suspect list because... Both of them are dishonoring their marriage vows, however you Mm -hmm, want to say it. mm -hmm. And so (laughs) the husband's off the suspect list, but we have her lover because I'm using the word because that's what they use in the book. Her lover also had a significant other. I was wondering about the wife. I was very curious about that. I was wondering (laughs) if the wife was going to be involved somehow. I'm curious if anybody else was looking at her going, hmm, suspect.
2: Didn't they mention that she was like struggling her shoes or something? One scene. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> there was yeah she was and then she was crying and she was all upset about something and i saw someone else up here was talking because the sister showed up and things were awkward but Sister. sister.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: so
1: again i didn't write off suzanne i was looking i know it's your mother's name but i was looking at your mom's name down there <laughs> and I, was like, okay, sister. <laughs> I just
2: thought it was funny <laughs> well yeah i was i was always like maybe it's her like this is very uh kind of spot on but
1: so I haven't read the second book yet, but I'm very curious if they're in book two. And if they are, mm-hmm. what's going on with them? Are they still married? <laughs> did some, did yeah, one of yeah, them kill yeah. another one and end up in jail in between books? I mean, something's there, going is, on. Is,
2: right. one of the, is one of their murders.
1: <laughs> there was a lot going on. I was almost tempted to start drawing charts for each
2: mm-hmm. other.
1: What was going on? With going each on? One. Mm-hmm. Lady Gizmo, that is an amazing point. Because clearly, so I started underlining the names because I was losing track of oh. who was who. I very much was struggling. Well, with who who,
2: who was characters. sleeping with who too? Like you had a very, you had a lot of crossover like mm-hmm. happening.
1: Because even then there was there was a random reference to other characters. So I was starting to make notes because. We had the owner of the restaurant where she recommended the cod to the detective. And then we have the owner of something else, then Phillips Barnsworth's son. So there were other name drops as well. And I was trying to keep track of them because I'm going, Are they coming back? Something coming back? <laughs> I always think oh, if someone gets a name, they're important. But mm-hmm. not everybody was important <laughs> in
2: this book. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of names.
1: <laughs> I would have I mean, did she start Googling Baby names for the year, a certain year, because this woman had a lot of characters to name. What I mean? Did anybody maybe, else maybe, lose track?
2: I lost track a little bit, a little bit, but maybe, maybe they'll make more of an appearance in the next book or so. So, got gotta set them up, and then you can.
1: <laughs> I went Polly and James Chester and Farnsworth. Those are the characters I care about. Jonathan. Mm-hmm. We do have to talk about Jonathan again for a second. I know you guys, I'm bringing up my little image again with our love triangle. You guys were more on (laughs) Peter's side. So you guys are rooting for Peter. But Jonathan had a very odd backstory that wasn't really... We didn't get back to that at all, really. Mm -mm, mm -mm. (laughs) Would you care to explain to everyone here what his backstory is?
2: Uh, Well, he had to change his name. Yes. So his father killed his mother, correct? Yes. And so there was a big trial. And so he changed his name. He took, he took off the... Was it Worth? There it, it was a little bit of his last name he took off. Mm-hmm. And so he was trying to keep that hidden. Which I understand. You know, you have a big trial like that. You want to move on. So...
1: His father is a murderer. And there's a murder in town. So naturally,
2: he's concerned. Mm-hmm.
1: Everyone's going to think he's the murderer's son. Therefore, it's an inherited trait. Murder's inherited.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> apparently... That, yeah, <laughs> That's an inherited trait. Yeah.
3: I,
1: I, mean, I love that...
2: <laughs> I love that they found out because they Googled Jonathan Adler and then like suspect. And then they like popped up and I was like, perfect. Search <laughs> engines know way too much. So
1: I'm I'm also curious because <laughs> this is also my little cozy mystery brain, which was trying to keep track of all of the hints and potential suspects on the suspect board that Aaron sees. Yeah, yeah. The police station, <laughs> said backstory is not mentioned. The police have no. access to more detailed records than I believe Google. <laughs> so how so, is that so, or
2: they, so they found out that before the police found.
1: <laughs> yes, through Google. Not even like Google mm-hmm. Scholar search. Not even no, no. no. Google it was search. just a flat out Google search.
2: <laughs> it was not a search in the library through the archives. It was a regular Google search. <laughs>
1: so, I, I, that makes me question Detective Peter Humming a little bit. <laughs> oh so okay. if you have access to all those databases and they figure that out through Google <laughs> something's going on there <laughs> yeah okay so <laughs> oh no 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 Mandy the next book drops most of the characters and introduces no. a whole new cast no you can't oh mm. oh I don't like that
2: yeah. mm. oh no wait tell us is Farnsworth there though that's uh that's
1: (laughs) oh no 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 i did you not see my my very intricate detailed lists here oh my god all that work. oh my poor little my poor little characters but also just throwing this out there you're gonna make an entire new cast of characters that you have to name that's a lot of work i mean for the author to to go through all that again that's a lot
2: you have this whole like kind of community all set up and then
1: yeah you know. i knew who the baker was <laughs> i knew who owned the restaurant with the cod <laughs> and,
2: and i knew, I knew who, the butcher
1: <laughs> and there was a chinese restaurant and the chinese yeah. uh, mm-hmm. kind of owner he was with the poker game or the gambling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which also didn't come back around
2: <laughs> yeah that it, yeah
1: that was again we have a lot of things going on in this town and we'll find out about them, but then they never come back as part of the mystery. We find about the gambling hall. We find about Jonathan's past. Mm-hmm. But then they just sort of fall off on our narrative when it comes to the overarching. Uh, not important. <laughs> this is just my perspective. So we start off, they're the Austin group. Is a Jane Austen mm-hmm. society mystery. But then we start going through town and how everyone has a motive to kill Sylvia of this. We have the affair. We have the revenge. We have... Again, another revenge <laughs> background, another mm-hmm, love. Mm-hmm. But then we go right back. We end up right where we started, though, back to the Jane Austen Society, because that was legitimately the motive for killing this woman. Yeah. She was the chair of the Jane Austen Society, and we got to get her out of the chair. She she cannot mm-hmm. be president. So we go through all this almost for nothing.
2: Yeah, they could have stayed in that, that exact room and they <laughs> did not have to go anywhere else.
1: I was curious about that because we get into this little town. We're going through all these people's backstories. I was curious why the author didn't go back and do more with the Jane Austen Society because even when Erin got the papers for the previous meeting notes, I thought there was going to be more there. We were gonna all of a sudden, oh, there was this back and forth, and this was a detailed moment that we should have picked up on. So I just yeah, saw this yeah. comment by Lady Gizmo. Could have just asked her to retire. Could retire.
2: <laughs> could have could have solved everything.
1: That is. <laughs> That is the best comment because we're right back to where we started. So Sylvia's in charge of this Jane Austen society committee, and we want to get prudence in the chair. That is his motive
2: That's it. That's all. That's all.
1: So what do you what do you make of this? What do you guys think?
2: Well,
1: Lots of dropped plot threads, well, so many secrets behind closed doors, and yet then the doors are yeah, quickly open. It's, yeah, it's shut. like
2: open, yeah, yeah. That's a great example. There's open and slam shut.
1: Sherry could have been a locked room mystery. Real. I also have to mention this. We didn't, we, we talked about Peter and Erin, but their sort of meet cute moment, her, her meeting him is when she's going, it was arsenic, right? Arsenic <laughs> killed her. I know it was arsenic because arsenic is more, it's easier to find arsenic than it is to get this one. And you can use sugar to cover the
2: taste. Mm-hmm. This
1: woman, mm-hmm. I thought Erin was waving a flag. Like, look at me, I'm a suspect. <laughs>
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm surprised i'm surprised they didn't handcuff her there and take her out (laughs) like
1: oh my goodness i'm going this is how you introduce yourself i know what the poison method is that is not something (laughs) you should
2: say to the guys investigating the murder I i love that that was her hobby like forensic science was like her hobby
1: i mean granted jessica fletcher she knew her poisons she even had her own little handbook about poisons when she was teaching as a professor and and when she was in new york she's going and this is all my research and i can i can leave it for you guys to thumb through so she did her research that wasn't my problem but jessica fletcher usually at least knows the cop that she's going up to like they've been Mm -hmm. they've met somehow or they see her poking around and then they go up to her and sort of go like excuse me miss but this yeah. one just you don't just
2: like you don't come up go up to the police <laughs> officer
1: she just flat out like she just goes up to him and is going I solved this murder before like I know the poison method I like would nothing. never do that <laughs> I mean she's so lucky she didn't end up in that cell overnight because that would have been mm-hmm. so suspicious she <gasps> could
2: have she could have been
1: I'm missing my missed comments. More comments are popping up. Okay, Kelly, you couldn't keep up with all the characters. Mick, you loved all the characters. So I just think there is a little bit of that. I can understand both sides of if you want all the details, if you want all the different suspects, this is the book for you. But if you want kind of a smaller cast, I was just thinking of the one we did for November. There was probably, what, seven main? There were seven characters or something in total. Like There was under 10 characters. So that was a very easy sort of list of ones to follow. You knew who was where and who did what and you just stay with that. But there was a lot of detail, so.
2: And you also had the change up with the perspective of each like chapter, mid-chapter too. So that kind of threw things out too. If they just stuck with Aaron, I feel like you could have maybe had a little more grasp. I don't know.
1: That's a very fair comment. I was curious about that decision because again, people had been mentioning the point of views. And so I've been trying to figure this out over the last couple of days. Part of me was wondering if it had to do with the timeline because mm. by not following Aaron, we're allowed to sort of experience more in that one day period because, okay, we've got the detectives, we've got the friend and we got Aaron. So it's almost as if yeah. you're able to stay in a timeline longer than if it was just with our sleuther. But I don't yeah. know if you needed to stay in that timeline. No,
2: yeah. it, it didn't... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was I was trying to figure out wh- what that offered because we were able to <laughs> we were able to see some extra details, but I don't know if those were the details that we really needed to be focusing on. So I don't know if, what writerly sort of goal that was meant to accomplish. But I want to know the intricacies of what was going on between the writer and the editor. Of what was the decision making process? I want to yeah, know.
2: And, and then, like mid mid chapter, just jumping to another character, like
1: I mean. I have to say, though, I did like some of the other perspectives because I enjoyed the characters we got to spend time with in their heads. Like, I liked Farnsworth. I liked being in her head. Prudence, I mean, she definitely had a perspective or a personality on hers. I I enjoyed
2: enjoyed her perspective, too.
1: (laughs) Also, you kind of got Peter had that dry sarcasm. So Mm. I didn't mind being with them. I just wasn't sure why I was with them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, why am I here now? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, because again, I'm one of those. We got to make everything fit. I want to know why these puzzle pieces go there, and I want I want to know what the end scene is going to look like. It needs to make sense to me. If it's a Jackson Pollock, however, and I'm confused at the end, you got to explain to me how we got there.
2: But the <laughs> also know. the per- the perspectives changing just made me not enjoy Erin as much as a main character as she was supposed to be, and I I feel like that took away from her as a main character too. So
1: yeah. That's that's very fair, because I again, I had to go check in the opening chapter. Yeah. I, don't know if was gonna I be thought open. it was Aaron,
2: too. I had to double check, too.
1: <laughs> it was fun to be the investigator. Very mm. true. We don't usually get to be the police no. officer in Cozy
2: Mysteries. Mm-mm.
1: Usually they're the love interest they're, or they're withholding information because they hate yeah. the sleuth for some reason.
2: <laughs> well, they're they're locking the sleuther up. You know, that's usually what they're doing. <laughs>
1: Okay, so some people were confused. Mick, you had the list going and you were able to keep track of every character. But that's true too. Like if you're taking it very slowly versus I want to figure out the ending. Mm. So I think maybe the intentionality or what's bringing you towards this cozy is going to impact how you what you take away from it. Yeah. Although I love all my Austin references. I mean, you could put Pride and Prejudice on, or you could put that on anything and I'd be like, yes, I shall buy it.
2: Wait, wait, <laughs> off, off topic. Are you going to be watching the Hallmark Jane Austen movies this coming month?
1: I know we have.
2: There's four of them, I think.
1: Okay. I was going to say, I know we also have the gilded mysteries. That's what I thought you were going to say, uh-huh. but I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I did see those advertised, but I only saw it advertised once. So of uh-huh. course I have to watch it though. I mean, naturally <laughs> again, you can put Jane Austen in front of anything and I'd be like, yes, I'm there for that. <laughs> I mean, literally I, am I would just be going, yep, I'll buy that book. I'll watch that movie. <laughs>
2: I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of excited. So I like the whole theme is like Jane Austen. So that's kind of
1: cool. so pointing this out in his bio, it actually mentions hallmark <laughs> Christmas movies. So I am not surprised mm-hmm. that this that you were saying you're going to be watching. <laughs> that makes me very happy that you're going to be watching that. I'm going to be like, hey, wait a second, what's going on over there? with That costume. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's also very very hard to top certain Pride and Prejudice adaptations. So I think they bit mm-hmm. off a lot. I think there's a. Oh, lot they of- did. I think yeah. so. <laughs>
2: I'm thinking they're probably loosely, (laughs) maybe not like fully-esque, but yeah, (laughs) we'll see.
1: This is how big of an Austen fan I am. So when I was living in DC, I went to the Folger Shakespeare Library because they actually did a hybrid. And it's so funny to me that they did this. They did a Shakespeare Jane Austen hybrid. So they actually had the shirt that Colin Firth wore when he played Mr. Darcy in the water that thing Mm -hmm, was on mm -hmm. display and I'm taking like a photo from every single angle (laughs) and I'm reading the plaques even though I already knew that information I'm taking all the photos of it so I mean these these films and these adaptations I mean even the Kieran Knightley version I mean him Darcy walking across the moors, like that's an iconic scene so Hallmark you really have a lot to to take into account and I mean, they're also very long books, and I'm not really sure how mm-hmm. you're going to condense that into a hallmark size two-hour rendition. So I'm very yeah. curious what they're going to do.
2: I'm interested to see what's going to happen.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay, so people are there for the... Okay, they... okay so it said, I am there for the Hallmark movies. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I actually made a notation because... It wasn't until we were halfway, or when I say we, my dog was next to me. So when I say we, it's a we. Um, (laughs) So we, me and Daisy, the little five pound teacup Maltese. So I all of a sudden had a moment going, wait a second, P.D. James did Death Comes to Pemberley. So I remember there was even that PBS adaptation. And so it was I looked up the year, it was 2013. But Death Comes to Pemberley was a good adaptation. And that's a good book. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Like there's other, Ben is also our permanent January guest host. In case you guys didn't know, I adore him and I keep him. <laughs> he's, well, he's a permanent, January is Ben's month. And so yeah. January is also the year, specifically on the TBR when I bring back the titles that almost won so the almost winners you know a few percentage points off the the winning TBR title in previous years so last year we also had Pride and Prejudice adaptation we had Uh Pride, Prejudice and Pies so Uh there's Pride and Prejudice and Cozy Mysteries
2: It's here. It's a it's probably a little subgenre.
1: <laughs> so I mean, we had Pride, Prejudice, and Pies though. Now it's Pride, Prejudice, and Poison. What's our next Pride Prejudice? And
2: <laughs> some other pea. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Pumpkins. What if there's a like a like a <gasps> That
1: would be amazing?
2: Uh, yeah, like a like a fall themed one. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh! Love that. that would be okay. That is an amazing title. I'm all of a sudden you got my little creative brains going. Oh my gosh! My ha- I'm a t- hallmark.
2: Me. If you're listening, if you're listening, hallmark, make a,
1: <laughs> a fall Henderson movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh my
1: goodness! They should do that. That's gonna that's got to happen. That's an amazing premise right there. <laughs> I'm right like I want to go look up all the like go to the, the section of P in the dictionary and be like, what else can we do? Oh. Poinsettias for Christmas? <laughs> oh,
2: poinsettia, yeah, you can do Christmas one.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Pride Predators and Zombies, that was hysterical. Mm-hmm. That was that was a very clever take on it. And I remember that that actually got to sort of a male audience as well. They were able to bring mm-hmm. in different...
2: A different of, demographic that normally yeah. wouldn't read Jane Austen, yeah.
1: Well, even... Yeah, exactly. Because... Oh, my goodness. I just remember that was able to transcend because... Again, I told you guys, I love Jane Austen. As an undergrad, I took a class on Jane Austen literature and film. And and that was one of the classes I took for my English minor. Again, when there's Austen offered, you make that work. I didn't care what I had to do to make that work in my academic calendar. I was going to take that class. So in that class, however, of the, you know, 20, 30 students, there were three guys. I mean, I don't even think one of them showed up half the time. So very, very little masculine there was only two guys in that class. And I think they were there to meet the women. I don't think they had an <laughs> interest in Austin. I mean, Aww. so my undergrad was like mostly a business school. So most of the classes were male dominated. That was the oh. one class where the women <laughs> were in the majority. So I think it was their thought process of, okay, where can I go to, you know, I feel like that's Hunger Games. Like, may the odds ever be in your favor. <laughs> but that was kind of what it felt like. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Pri- okay. That was a good one. I read that a long time ago. That was probably when it first came out. I even had the special edition somewhere. I gotta love how I look over, like it's somewhere in this <laughs> library. The
2: cozy mysteries behind you.
1: Well, this is the cozy mystery library. Mm-hmm. So these are all cozies, but I have other bookcases over there. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12. So there are 12 other things here with different books on them.
3: <laughs>
1: so I literally just finished. Okay. So I'll tell you guys, I filmed. The entire library tour for these three shelves, like these three bookcases. Oh. So there are three. There are three behind me. And they're all cozy oh. mysteries. It's gonna take me forever to edit it. <laughs> it's gonna oh. take me a long time. But oh, I finally did excited. it. <laughs> Cause people were asking for that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Ben, yes, Ben did start the year right, right? I mean, <laughs> you gotta start the year with Ben. He's such a little oh. bright, bright sunshine and positivity. <laughs> he makes me so happy. He really does. He makes he brings a smile to my face. <laughs> Yes. So this was where I was going before I kind of, but I loved that we had Jonathan and I don't know if Jonathan was just there for the women, but there were the guys there with their wives. And they didn't have to mm-hmm. join the society. Owen was very no. involved. He didn't have to be involved. Yeah. He was very involved. I liked that it wasn't just the women in the group that, thank you. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Cause o- Owen, Owen was the president, right? At the end.
1: He was the former president. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was, um, Oh, my gosh. Then Jonathan was in charge of the events committee. Yeah. So the one committee. Were, they were involved. It wasn't just. They were
2: involved, yeah. They weren't just showing up, yeah.
3: <laughs> they had
1: agency. They were active in the group.
2: <laughs> agency.
1: I love that Aww. you guys love Ben. That Aww. makes me so happy. He's welcome he anytime. Watch. I just want to keep him. <laughs> Isn't He's just so sweet and so positive. And when he laughs, he makes me want to laugh. And yes, I do have I do have a lot of books. There's actually another library in this house that has more books in there. That's also going to have to be filmed at some point in time. Even more books. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a full on. This one is a full on rainbow. There are three. Kind of like this setup, but there are three and they're all rainbow. And I'm so proud of them. It took me hours, and I also had a little five pound puppy. Daisy just turned one year old. <laughs> she's oh, uh, so she just had her one year anniversary because I got her January fourth last year. So she's still oh, very no. puppy like. So imagine having books on the floor with a puppy who oh, really oh, no. does need paper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's like, thanks, thanks, mom. Let me chew on these.
1: <laughs> well, all, similar, similar to this bookcase with the flowers. There are there's also flowers with the rainbow bookcases to go with oh, the no. colors every five minutes she's running away with a bouquet of flowers in her mouth and some of them were larger than her so it took a very long
2: time you were so nice to give her all these treats and toys to play with i
1: know i mean even today i was i, I just she was trying to pull them from the bottom shelf because <laughs> they're, they're the entire bookcase has them to, down to the bottom shelves i yeah. think she's figured out that they're movable they're not just <laughs> you figure that My out Daisy,
2: these are decorations <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you i'm glad you like the flowers i mean ben also has a nice background he changed it he was explaining uh, before yeah. that this is a new one
2: <laughs> this is our wood background
1: it's, this I year i guess he had the black sparkles i love the backgrounds <laughs> that you have He's i do a lot here. of
2: uh zoom <laughs> so you're gonna look good you're gonna look good i don't I have, have a nice a nice bookcase as use, or I would use mine.
1: <laughs> yes, but there's also I have a table in here, and on the table there is a lot of stuff. So this looks very nice and organized and professional. But then there there's the rest of the room.
2: <laughs> That's right. Like, it's like it's like just show this one area.
1: <laughs> exactly. Focus on the mm-hmm. focus on the cozies. That's why mm-hmm. we're here, right? The cozy mysteries. That's why we're here. Because the the rainbow one has young adult middle grade fiction. Like that one has all the genres. This is, the, this is the cozy library, hence the cozy colors. Oh, so I did see a comment. I was re- Again, I was trying to be so prepared for y'all. I thought this was a really interesting comment, and I kind of thought it rang true a little bit. So there was a Goodreads user who said that this book wasn't necessarily a laugh out loud, funny one, but they couldn't stop smiling the entire time they read it. And so <laughs> I thought that was interesting because I did enjoy, I did kind of have that small smile on my face. Even, yes, there were sad moments, And I do think there were laugh out loud moments with Polly, but I liked the way that person wrote. They had that small smile on their face. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I wrote that down because it kind of spoke to me when I was reading the reviews. Yeah. And I think I've caught up on the comments that have been posted. But if you guys have any questions, comments, anything about the book you want to talk about that we haven't talked about, if there was something else about, you know, (laughs) the bookcases behind me, you guys are (laughs) talking about that for a second. Ben, he is coming back. You are coming back for it's June. june, it's june. june. Mm-hmm. So he is he's going to be joining. So every 6 months has to be Ben month. Like he has to be back. We have to be back.
3: <laughs> And of course. I'm here,
2: I'm here for it.
1: <laughs> of course. Next it's so strange to say 2025, but I'm keeping you for January if you will have us.
2: <laughs> uh, I will be here. Don't worry. I will be glad to come back. So
1: So I think the next question has to be, will you read book 2 in the Jane Austen Society mystery series? i'm sad that there's
2: a new cast i'm a little sad about that i am intrigued if what happens but as long as farnsworth is in it i'm okay so poppy and farnsworth those are two
1: and just going back because i was looking at this so i do love this book cover and somebody was talking about this before i love that there's pride and prejudice on the couch and i love that we have the tea spilled like oh the poison was in the tea and I will say I was very disappointed that our Sleuther did not own a cat because the cat was on the front. The orange cat. Yes. But Farnsworth made up for that, though, with all of her cats. She
2: had had enough cats.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So she made up for it. I just I think that the cover is beautiful. So I wanted to go back to whoever said that, because even then we have the little Jane Austen photo right there. a A little thing of Jane Austen. We have the Pride and Prejudice right there on the book. You know, the books right there on the couch. Mm -hmm. i mean they really got in like whoever designed this cover did a fantastic job just want to throw that out there just want to someone mentioned that. i am
2: intrigued to read more but i am sad that uh, most of the cast will be different because i kind of liked it
1: i also someone brought this up in the comments and i'm sorry i don't remember the username but i don't know if there's going to be a book three because (laughs) crooked lane can be kind of peculiar they'll do two books in a contract and then they'll figure out are we going to do books three and four? Oh. So I don't know if there is a book three or four. I don't know how that works. I don't know if there is a book three and four in a contract with them. So if anyone knows, <laughs> please comment. But I saw someone say there was a couple of years in between books one and two. So maybe a book three is coming. I just don't know. But I, I would be very sad if I think this would make me kind of hesitate to pick up book two, because I don't want to get invested in my sleuther and in,
3: to be over. Mm.
1: yes because if they also end on a cliffhanger i'm gonna be so upset if if it's one of those who is she choosing find out next time I'm gonna be so
2: upset. <laughs> and then there's no next then there's no next time
1: exactly <laughs> if there's no next time ugh, my my little reader heart couldn't take it there has to be a next time if you're going to end it on that type of note has to so i'm scared mm. to pick up book two unless i know it's going to end in a I almost want to know the ending before I can pick it up to read the rest of it. Like I need to know that I'm not going to be disappointed in, okay, yes, we're going to have an answer to this love triangle. Yes. There's oh, going to be X, Y, and Z. Polly's safe. James, James Chester is safe and Barnes with oh, she has more cats named after sense. All,
2: all the cats, all the cats are safe. Like
1: <laughs> yes, I, list. Need, I need to know just in case there isn't a book three, I'm going to be very sad. <laughs> Yes, I would like a trilogy. I'm used to trilogies.
2: Yeah, well, at least a trilogy.
1: That's why I said I'm not really sure who thought of this crooked lane with a two book deal because typically it is three books. You it usually do. Yeah, Yeah. so I don't know who came up with the system, but I'm really hoping there might be a book three. This way I can at least go into book two knowing, okay, I can I can fall in love with Aryan and her cozy town and keep enjoying them because that's what I want. <laughs> I just saw this comment. We need a Colonel Brandon cat. And we also need a little Edward. We also, we need a little, a little Marianne.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We need to have, what, oh my gosh. Why am I blanking on the, because she's obviously with somebody else before Colonel Brandon. I just blanked on the guy's name, the The Mr. Wickham of Sense and Sensibility. But we need all the other Austin characters referenced some way. But I love how you just wrote, do not skip Pride and Prejudice. You cannot skip Reading, Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> That would be a really, <laughs> that would be a really chill cat. <laughs> Thank you, Meredith. Meredith is capturing my feelings perfectly. When you have cliffhanger and there's no answer and it is Willoughby. Thank you. Thank oh. you, Jess. Thank you. That was going to bug me. Until no, I was going to end up Googling that in a minute <laughs> because fun fact, Emma Thompson married the guy who played Willoughby. I love how I know the backstory of the characters and the actors for the characters, but I couldn't remember his name. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, we uh, had, yeah, because at the very end, I spoiler alert, very end of the last movie, our leading lady is engaged to somebody else and then that somebody else is found dead. And then her love interest, who is the cop, is all devastated because she was with somebody else and they're not together anymore. I have so many questions about that and I will never get that answered. And I'm still disappointed. I'm so upset. And the fact that I know exactly that scene tells you how it's burned into my memory
2: yeah it's ingrained in there it's just never
1: <laughs> it's just it is there <laughs> because it was such a such a cliffhanger it was such a cliffhanger yeah i it was a great series that's the whole thing too right i don't want to go back and rewatch it and fall in love with those mystery movies again and, just, oh, and then- this is why you know go back and rewatch watch hannah Swenson and <laughs> And I like my ruby red herring. I liked those. The crosser mysteries were cute. There's a lot of them that are really great. But that cliffhanger ending really did get me. That was so cute. I want the Willoughby cat to be a total con. Don't get creating havoc. <laughs> oh, you get Willoughby. You understand the Willoughby. <laughs> oh. I know. So Hallmark, if you're <laughs> if you're listening, fingers crossed, knock on wood. Please don't have. Any of this Jane Austen adaptations be like a clip, random cliffhanger for no reason. Let it be. <laughs> oh, yes. The, the catering mysteries are really cute. What's his name? Paul Walker. He's the detective yeah. in the one, I think. He's he's cute. <laughs> but, oh, my gosh, you guys are so cute. Was there anything else you wanted to mention about this book? Or you're coming back in June, so everybody mark your calendars.
2: <laughs> Did We didn't talk about Jerome, right? Which one's Jerome? Sylvia's husband. Sylvia's husband.
1: We mentioned the affair.
2: Yeah, because he was seeing, yeah, he was
1: What's seeing it? the Italian professor. Oh yeah,
2: the, the professor. That's what he was doing.
1: <laughs> okay, but we do have to mention that this husband at the at the service decides to attack the lover. The word he, mm-hmm. used, oh, so oh. it's not attacked
2: oh.
0: Kurt. What are your thoughts?
2: We love a good brawl, but <laughs> but at that at that moment though it was so so so, so, so proper so proper esque. <laughs> well I'm, I'm like week, sir you were but sir you were also cheating so i was like what, why are you mad like
1: well i think at that point too he had had a, a little bit to drink right if i mm-hmm. he was a little yeah. inebriated i'm pretty sure <laughs> the one good thing that came out of that fight is when erin asked the detective if he was okay not if everything's okay If oh, he was, yeah yeah and he loved that she asked if he was okay <laughs> that yeah. was pretty cute oh interesting it was a pretty racy marriage for a cozy mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. well it makes
1: sense that she was the victim that's that's the only <laughs> thing that this type of marriage can lead to in a cozy mystery
2: is is the wife being murdered? not the <laughs> alice, husband but the wife being
1: <laughs> alice and sweeney has to have love triangles and everything she's in mystery wise she did the chronicle the uh, the chronicle mystery I mean, it's about her being a podcaster i mean it was yeah, the newspaper yeah. guy from the get-go though i don't know if there was a I don't remember if there was a triangle in that one, but it was a cute one. I like that one. <laughs> and yes, okay, I'm I'm catching up. So if you guys have any comments on Kurt, and you know, it, yeah, so Jerome attacked Kurt. You gotta love how I have to double check. Mm-hmm. Like, wait a second, which one was which? <laughs> now is your time to mention them.
2: Oops, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I will just go back because you brought him up she had to bribe her way into the house she she had to give him an exclusive kind of rare edition with a book (laughs)
2: yes don't you love that (laughs) she had to bribe her way in Mm -hmm. everyone (laughs) else she she kind of just bulldozed her way in but for for him she had to bribe her way in which i just (laughs) love.
1: well he also respected her when he found out that the father was at oxford he respected her more when he found out the father was a well respected professor at a at a prestigious oh. university. That seemed oh. to matter a lot to him. <laughs> Okay, and then somebody just asked, and I'm pulling it up so that you guys know. So yes, we have all of the things. So this was our little overlay for the book blurb, and you guys can see the book cover there for a second. And so here is the official TBR for 2024. Someone asked what the next month's book was. So I have this list posted across platforms over on thecozymysterybookclub.com. You can find... (laughs) every single title we've ever read for the book club with the book blurb the book cover photo and the book cover photo is linked to the goodreads page so you can find all the information on the goodreads on where you want to purchase it or where it's accessible so that has everything i also have it as the pinned tweet i also have them as the pinned uh, instagram feed so hopefully Mm -hmm. this list is across (laughs) enough locations that you guys can easily find it and i'm very excited to hit this button Yay! Yes!
3: <laughs> first One down.
1: I know. Our first book of 2024. <laughs> Officially do the checkmark, Pride, Prejudice, mm-hmm. and Poison. So our February book club read is Death by Bubble Tea by Jennifer J. Chow. And here is the image of the book cover, just to give you guys a little zoomed in image. So <laughs> this is next month. And Kate Lansing is going to be the guest host. And Aww. Ben loves, Ben loved, he loved Killer Chardonnay. We've had that discussion. We both Kate have- is so
2: sweet. Kate is so sweet. I'm so glad she's gonna be a co-host. Oh.
1: I was gonna say we both have very strong feelings about this woman because <laughs> she's a very talented writer <laughs> and a very sweet person. <laughs> so she is a fan of jennifer j chow i know she was saying that she enjoyed this book yeah. already so Aww. next month, hopefully we have another good read conversation coming <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: and i'm going to mm-hmm. pull it
1: up again because ben is adorable and i love him and Aww. i'm so appreciative of him taking time out of his day to talk about cozies and you guys are taught you guys adored him in the comments yeah. so here is i i was so excited making this little qr code for you so you guys can <laughs> aim your phones at it it's going to bring you right to his instagram page he's botany and books And I love his little profile Mm -hmm. photo. He just looks so sweet (laughs) in it. This is all of his little information for you. So if you want to take a screenshot, do a little QR code, whatever works best for you, this is Ben's information. So please follow him because he will not disappoint you. And then again, every time you guys commented tonight, it might take me a little while because you guys were very prolific tonight. All of your comments go towards this book, which Ben even mentioned that he's a fan of. So okay. hopefully someone will win this book and enjoy it as well. So all of those comments, I'm going to be going through them. I know I probably missed some tonight, but I will be reading them and you'll be entered for the giveaway. So I almost forgot to mention. So oh, yeah. Sarah Fox, the author of Crepes of Wrath. So in case you guys didn't know, February 2nd is the day of the crap. It's actually a (laughs) full-on unofficial one of those holidays (laughs) that people don't realize is a thing. So she might be doing... We had to go back and forth a couple of times because social media is what social media is. So I think it's going to end up being a Twitter chat on that date. So if you guys did the buddy read, the author of the buddy read book, she's going to be available on Twitter potentially. I think it's going to end up being Twitter. So mark your calendars for something's happening, cozy mystery-wise, on February 2nd. So... (laughs) And also, mm-hmm. I don't know if she was here tonight, but Colleen did a guest blog post on that book. So we have all the different conversations taking part. So I'll post again to the main mm-hmm. Instagram feed on the Twitter. So if you guys did do the buddy read, you're going to have plenty of chances to talk about it. <laughs> so I'll do another Instagram highlight for that as well. So I've got you guys covered. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I see it says 52 more comments. So I know I just missed <laughs> <up. laughs> I was doing things to make sure. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm just gonna scroll very, very quickly. Oh you guys are so sweet. Thank you for taking time out of your day to, you know, chat about cozy mysteries, celebrate. Yeah. Cozy- Join this discussion and thank you. I'm glad you guys enjoyed the, our very first live stream of 2024. And I'm so appreciative sure of Ben for joining and uh-huh. being who he is and taking part in this again, because he is someone I just absolutely love chatting with, as you can tell. And clearly you guys enjoyed him as well. So uh-huh. just a huge virtual hug and shout out to Ben. So I'm going to pull uh-huh. up his little his little image one more time. So uh-huh. his QR code at Botany and uh-huh. Books, he's officially a librarian. So we it's have true. Side guys, <laughs> we officially have a librarian <laughs> in it's our midst, true. and he's Aww. a he's a hallmark cozy mystery lover librarian. I mean, it does not get any better than that.
2: <laughs> two two great things, two great things together. <laughs>
1: I mean, oh. you're. I'm so happy that you're able to do this tonight, and I'm so glad everybody oh. was able to enjoy this conversation, be a part of it. Hopefully, if you guys were not already following him, you now know exactly who you need to go check out on Instagram oh. and Twitter at Botany and Books. And I'm trying to see if there's any other last-minute things that I was going to pull out mention flags, any last-minute
2: yeah, for you. I was looking up too. Something. I do love that the Reverend's name's Motley. I think I wrote that down, <laughs> Because I just think of Motley Crue, and so I thought it was funny. But
1: <laughs> well, I was hoping, or I was waiting for somebody to have a Pemberley because it was Pembroke or Pem- one of them has a last mm. name ends with Pem, and I was so disappointed it wasn't Pemberley. Oh. I was really hoping. <laughs> really hoping so (laughs) throwing that out there i also had a desire to see something in print and so i'm just going to throw throw this in there one more time with ben's adorable photo and the book covers thank you for joining the very first live stream of 2024 i am so appreciative that you guys joined tonight i know i missed some comments but i am going to be going through them again tomorrow and probably the day after because this giveaway needs to be organized and happen so fingers crossed that you win good luck to everybody but thank you for joining and reading this book and celebrating cozy mysteries and (laughs) if there's something you wanted to say and add or
2: well just thank you so much for for coming out tonight it means a lot seeing all the comments too it's just i'm glad everyone had a good time tonight so thank you
1: I know. Thank you guys so much. And please stay safe, kind, creative, Mm -hmm. and I hope you have fun reading, writing, and sleuthing. And I hope the next Mm -hmm. cozy book you pick up is a five-star read.
2: Yes, exactly. Exactly.
1: (laughs) And hopefully you'll be able to join us next month, the last Mm -hmm. Tuesday of the month, every month at 7 p.m. EST right here, YouTube. We're going to be going live with Death by Bubble Tea by Jennifer J. Chow. There we go. That's how you know I've been talking for a long time. (laughs) because i'm stumbling over my words all of a sudden but yes so next month february we have another cozy another live stream and hopefully you guys can Mm -hmm. join then and hopefully you're gonna go follow ben across platforms because he's amazing so (laughs) thank you (laughs) and hopefully you guys enjoyed tonight's
0: book the chat and next month we get to do it again (laughs) have a nice Mm -hmm. night everybody thank you for listening to today's episode of the cozy mystery book club podcast I hope you enjoyed our discussion about Pride, Prejudice, and Poison. Once again, I would like to thank everyone who joined me live, especially my guest host, Ben, aka at Botany and Books. If you'd like to join one of our live stream discussions make sure you mark your calendar for the last tuesday of the month every month at 7 pm est i will be hitting the go live button over on my youtube channel books are my heart and i'll be joined by a very special sleuthing guest if tuesdays are always a very busy day for you or you'd rather read cozy mysteries at your leisure never fear because the cozy mystery book club podcast has you covered Just make sure you hit that like and subscribe button, this way you never miss out on a minute of the coziness. Thank you again for being a part of the Cozy Mystery Book Club. Please stay safe, kind, and creative, and I hope the next cozy mystery you pick up is a five-star read. Until next time, happy reading, writing, and sleuthing.